Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to draw your goals like what Desiree like a Mack truck through ice cream, Kalen Patterson. Very good. Of the O'Kellen claim. <laughs> I like that. Of the O'Kellens. Check us out at peopleaymouthful.com. And now let's chit chat over the banter. Hello, Desiree. How are you doing? I am great. Although I was shoveling a lot of uh, dirt yesterday and my trap is all sorts of bunched up. But other than that, other than that I am fantastic. How about you, Kaylin? Well, uh, aside from the clarification of your trap, um, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm doing very good. Thank you. Brother's going well. All right, good. So you've recovered from a leg day earlier this week that you were lamenting oh, it was no. a really tough leg day because you had two classes oh, no. plus leg day. Plus two oh, no. leg days, yes, ma'am. No, not oh, recovered. Just understanding that the limp, it just has to be done. Just has to be done. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. So it sounds like you and I are in a little bit of recovery mode, but that's okay, folks, because it happens. But my crap is fine. It happens sometimes. Your what? Your trap is fine? Right. Yes. <laughs> well, my, my legs are okay, so I guess if we're we'll, if you put us together, then we are just fine. Just fine. Hashtag yeah. Team Awesome. <laughs> there Come you have it. Come with you want to live. Woo! All right. All right, folks. So, as always, you know, you have a little K&D shenanigans or D&K, however you want to roll that around there. Um, we uh, we try Andy, not to disappoint on the uh, on the what on the shenanigan end of things. I said candy sounds better. It sounds like uh, some kind of research and development. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. So K and D it is. So on the K and D, the real talk with the K and D tonight, we are going to have some real talk. If you guys saw the promo link, you probably have an idea of the topic that we're going to be covering. Um, Kayla and I talk not quite a bit, but regularly on um, the drug testing nature of the sport and sometimes how we have athletes that um, don't pass. They compete, they win, and then they go through the drug testing and they don't pass. And more times than not, um, they they usually never give an indication of what they were taking when they got caught. It's always something about, well, I didn't know, or it was this, or it was that, but we never really know what, what you know, well, what did you get caught with and how did you not know that you're taking I mean what products were you taking that this might have been part of and we usually like to ask that question so other athletes that are out there if they were taking the same product or supplement or whatever they were taking that they could stop because then they would be like oh my gosh I didn't know that was in there I should stop taking that but we never really get that level of clarity well on tonight's show we and this is the first for us because we've never done a show of this nature before but um, there was what is now being termed an adverse 
analytical finding. So basically there was a drug test that came back positive. But in this case, you know, we actually got a clear answer as to what happened. And not only did we get a clear answer as to what happened, but then this athlete also agreed to come on the show and actually talk to us about what happened and kind of step us through the process of what did or didn't happen. So hopefully this could be a learning opportunity for other athletes that are out there that might be in the same situation. So what I thought I would do, Kaylin, if it's all right with you and everybody out there in listener land, I'd like to go ahead and read the announcement that was posted on Facebook to kind of set the stage so everyone will have the basic information, and then we will introduce our guest, and then we will continue on with our conversation. So if that's okay with everybody, I'm going to do that. The other thing I'm also going to do, too, is, you know what, guys? Tonight is meant to be educational. We want you to submit your questions. We want to get you answers as best as possible. But be classy, if you will. Regardless of what you think about whatever situation, be sincere in your questions and be nice. Because if you're not, we're just not going to read them. We're not. not, That's not what we're here to do tonight. So just letting you know the ground rules before we get started. So here is the announcement. Bear with me. And so this was posted by uh, promoter Leif Anderson. He's calling it an adverse analytical finding. And it goes, we have received notification of an adverse analytical finding at our third annual Michigan Roar National Classic held on April 6th in Midland, Michigan. Classic Physique Open Class runner-up Elijah Weber tested positive for amphetamines. This falls under the WADA S6 stimulants list and are prohibited for use in competition. So, folks, make note of that. It's prohibited for use in competition. And there are different levels of prohibited substances, which we'll talk about. As a result, Elijah has been placed on athlete suspension. Testing positive for this comes with a one-year suspension from competing. In addition, Elijah's placing has been revoked and official event standings have been adjusted accordingly. We wish Elijah well and welcome him back to our stage to compete in 2020 if he chooses to return. The following statement was issued by Elijah Weber. He said, I have a medical prescription for Adderall that caused my test to come back positive. I misunderstood the rules and thought that I would be able to provide a prescription after the show. That being said, it is nobody's fault or responsibility but my own. Although I disagree, I completely respect the organization's decision and will accept the consequences for my honest mistake. I am happy that they are enforcing their rules to keep this sport natural. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a lifetime natural athlete and would never knowingly do anything to cheat. I encourage my athlete. Oh, I encourage any athlete with questions regarding prescription medication to address them with their organization prior to their show. This suspension will not get in the way of my lifetime natural bodybuilding career, and I look forward to coming back and showcasing my abilities in the sport that I love. Now, if anyone wants to take a closer look at this post, it is also on the P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page. So do not go to the Midwest Muscle Facebook page. You're going to have to go to the Real Talk Facebook page. I'm going to encourage everyone to check that out if you've never been there. And uh, if you uh, are just tuning in late and didn't catch the full announcement, you can go to the Real Talk Facebook page as well and check that out. 
Now, with all that being said, I would like to welcome Mr. Elijah oh, Weber to the hold show. On, hold on. Hold oh. on. Okay. Uh, what's up? Uh, there had been some more information about what Elijah was willing to do that uh, I would like to have put out there about the uh, the award. Go ahead. You, you, you didn't read it? No, I have that, yeah. but you're bringing it up, so go ahead. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, I had to bring it up. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Where he decided that uh, it wasn't enough to acknowledge it, but he also uh, sent out the awards that, that to the respective winners that uh, should should have won because of this is the, the drug test failure. So I think that's awesome. And I, I I really you know hats off to what what was what was going on with that, and I just want to get that information out there before we start the show because, like that said, we want to keep this classy. The more information you have, the better you will understand how sincere this man is. So now, unless Des has anything else to add, or we can uh, bring on life. You okay with that? Go Des? right ahead. I'm good. Mr. Elijah, go ahead and say hello to our listeners. And, um, you know, I guess let's just start a little bit from the beginning um, at your initial training for this show and your prep and uh, how you thought things were supposed to have been handled and what made you and I guess what brought you to those conclusions. So go ahead, please. Okay. Um, First of all, thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity to tell my story. Um, I originally decided to do a show. I've been wanting to do one for a couple of years now, and I originally decided to do the Michigan Roar um, back in August or September of last year. Um, I spent a couple months putting on size, bulking up into the winter, Um, And then I shredded down for, I want to say, 10 weeks before the show. And as stated, I did the show April 6th. And I guess the misunderstanding was that I thought I would be allowed to provide my prescription, a copy of my prescription, after the show. Um, I had read the prohibited list. I was aware that amphetamines, which are found in my prescription, are on the in-season banned list. Um, I just was unaware of exactly what a therapeutic use exemption was and what the process was um, to to fill one of those out and get that taken care of prior to the show. So um, that was just a misunderstanding on my part. Gotcha. And and really, you know, there are there in and, and not to make excuses, guys, before you jump in there and try to accuse us of making excuses, but there really are different, I guess, levels of banned substances in WADA. And as um Elijah had made reference to, there is, there are in season banned substances. Then there are other substances that you're just banned, you can't take anywhere during the process. And so um, 
you know, that's, that's one point I want to make sure everyone out there understands is that there are not exceptions to the rules, but just different rules that you need to be made aware of, especially if you do have a prescription. There are some prescriptions that, you know, if, if you are on it, say one that includes testosterone, you're just not going to be able to take it and compete naturally. That's just not going to happen. Where there are others, such as the one where Elijah was taking for Adderall, that you can take, but not while you're actually competing. And there are, um, you know, depending on the prescription, different lengths of time that you would actually have to stop taking that prescription prior to stepping on stage in order for it to fully exit your system. And that's something that I think you would need to discuss with um, your physician, but without getting too lengthy there. So a therapeutic use exemption or a TUE, which is what we're talking about tonight, which is what Elijah thought he could um appease just by turning in his prescription following the show, it's uh, it's actually a process, and it's not just a simple matter of just turning in your prescription and then everything is okay. Um, it's kind of lengthy, and it's a process that a competitor would have to go through to prove that medical necessity is indeed there, that he's not just taking something or she's not just taking something for the fun of it. And there actually are some steps here. Kaylin, are you good with step walking through these, if I walk through these steps of what you have to do to get an exemption? So for a TUE or a therapeutic use exemption, you have to, one, um, experience significant health problems without taking the prohibited substance or method. So that's the first rule. So whatever you're taking, you have to, demonstrate that you would experience significant health problems if you did not take it any longer. Two, the therapeutic use of the substance would not produce significant enhancement or performance. Three, there is no reasonable therapeutic alternative to the use of the otherwise prohibited substance or method. So there's nothing else you can do but take that prescription. And then four, the requirement to use that substance or method is not due to the prior use of the substance or method without a TUE, which was which was prohibited at the time of use. So you can't you can't, you can't be required to take the prescription because you were already taking it, but then now you can't stop taking it. So definitely several steps there that you have to um, provide proof, and I. You know, the one thing I don't know here, and Elijah and Kaylin, I don't know if you guys know, but I don't know what length of time it takes to demonstrate that you've met all of this criteria, if it is appeased by having a full letter from your doctor in addition to the prescription, or what other details were you able to learn, Elijah, following the positive drug test of what should have been done to get your exemption? Um, I guess I didn't, excuse me, I didn't uh, get a definitive answer. I actually emailed the organization um, and sent them a letter petitioning, kind of asking to see if there was anything that could be done to shorten my suspension or, um, yeah, to, to shorten my suspension. And they basically told me the four criteria that you just went over, and then they also said that it's, a lengthy process that should be started way in advance. That's the wording that they gave me. Way in advance. 
All right, guys. Well, I don't know exactly what time frame qualifies as way in advance, but I would say if you are on Adderall or prescription that um, you, A, have to take. Otherwise, there will be serious health considerations, that there is no other alternative for you to take but that prescription, that you were already taking this um, as a prescription from your doctor, not due to any other substance you were taking, um, I would uh, I would just, A, notify your doctor, get a letter, get a copy of your prescription at a minimum, submit that as soon as you can, and then see what else your organization is asking you to provide and just give yourself plenty of time. I mean, like now, if you're planning on competing yet this year. Kalen? Well, from my understanding, it's basically the – announce everything that's involved with the intent to compete. So basically when you start uh, the process of planning to do a specific show that you're also dealing with the information that needs to be given after reading the banned substance list. So, you know, I, I, I think that's what they mean by way in advance is basically initially when you come in contact with them and, and, you know, so anyone that's basically going to be a last minute uh, sign up putting themselves in, a, in harm's way unintentionally if they're not, uh, you know, clued in as to what the bad substance is, is initially. And then basically toward the end when he's uh, going about uh, or he or she is going about, you know, doing anything further with that organization. So, you know, it, it, I think they want to know well in advance, uh, especially, you know, when you're talking about prescription drugs and they want to have a, a detailed uh, understanding of what's going on with you that you have to take it because um, I know there are many people, like uh, Des was saying, that are, are on a prescription that's legal, but it's not natural. So it's better just to give you a foreknowledge and save the organization a headache and the competitor some time and to uh, basically have every, basically all the cards on the table well in advance of the show date. So, you know, it, it makes sense what they're saying, even though the wording might have been uh, not as clear as, as was uh, expected, but uh, I, I get what they're saying and why they're saying it. That's... Yeah, I mean, it's why the wording is, is not clear, and I – I'm not sure what needs to be done across all organizations to make sure that this is evident other than, as we always say, do your homework, ask all the questions, but that's generally with, you know, your training, your diet prep, you know, is it, is it, you know, and he checked the water list and it was on there, but we didn't understand, we, he didn't understand, Elijah didn't understand, um, what that process was. And I don't know if that should be made more prominent on websites or what have you when it talks about the drug testing, um, adding a disclaimer there just to make that more clear. clear. But I am with Kaylin that the consistency of how the process works um, is paramount. And I, and I do believe that is what is going on here. It's consistency in the process um, regardless of what was being taken and why it was a prescription. It was only banned in season. The right steps 
were not followed, and thus there was nothing else that could be done but issue the ban. So I can see why why that is the way it is. I I feel, and this is this, it's very unfortunate because it was just a misunderstanding. But then you know, and Elijah, we can get your thoughts on this as well. But for the organization to roll back and say, well, it's a misunderstanding. We'll just you know, we'll just look past this. Just leads the, it just leads the way to I believe a slippery slope that everything you know, could then be argued as a misunderstanding, even if it was not. And so you just have to follow the rules the way that they are, even though there are such things as compassion and understanding and belief that, you know, it was a simple mistake. Um, Elijah, I mean, I know this Burns dude, and you've been a good sport about it this whole time. I mean, and you even returned your trophies to the person who would have received it um, on your own dime. So, I mean, you're really trying to make amends for an honest mistake, but would you agree or disagree that, you know, the organization just has to be consistent? I mean, or you feel something else needs to be done? Um, no, I, I agree with it. Um, I I agree that the, you know, they can't just necessarily roll over because then you would have people – always trying to make excuses like that. But at the same time, um, it's just something that should be looked at that another competitor in this same show tested positive for a diuretic and a masking agent, both of which are banned, and we received the same suspension. So I think that's something that the organization should take a look at um, because they should be consistent, but I don't think that there's a fair comparison necessarily between a prescription medication for ADHD and a diuretic and a masking agent. So that's just, um, that's something that I believe that the organization should take a look at, um, you know, moving forward. It's just kind of, it's something that should be um, the distinction and the difference should be made through the length of the suspension, in my opinion. Okay, very good. I mean, and that's valid. That is a valid thought. Kaylin, any thoughts there? Well, yeah. Um, when you when you talk about the actual failure, I mean, honestly, it, it's a it's a tight spot because when you try to do the compare and contrast, it it, it can get kind of messy. So I can see where they're doing the broad spectrum because, like, the biggest thing is you're talking about an organization. So there has to be a definitive line. And, you know, granted, this is kind of uh, – when you talk about a comparison as far as the athlete cheating and then somebody not knowing, I, I get that. But then you go down to that understanding that, hey, well, then, you know, tomato, tomato, And as an organization, you can't deal that fine line between competitor A and competitor B when something is going on with the drug test. And if this line is supposed to be met where you're supposed to give this information and it's not given, and this person basically just not giving information that they're actually getting on stage to cheat, I still see why that line has been drawn and why it's set in that standard. And this is pretty close to what WADA has always been doing in the Olympics where, you know, basically someone had uh, 
known that they were taking something and figured they it was just not worth the effort, and then the person is basically cheating straight out. So, you know, they fell into the same category, but it's just two different mindsets. So I see what Elijah is saying, but I also understand how WADA has been doing this for decades, and that's just the nature of the beast. So, you know, it's, it's one of those where, yeah, it's a tight spot to be in, especially on the athlete side, but gosh darn it, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, like there's a thing where you don't want that, uh, that slippery slope of why, of, uh, no, not why, but where are you going at the end of the day? That's, no, I get it. I get both sides of it, and I, I, I have the whole consistency argument. I get it, but the compassion inside of me is just like, hmm, I just want to have it both ways, and you can't. And then when you can't have it, then, you know, I do tend, um, tend to err on the side of consistency there. Um, this one is for you, Elijah. It's from James. He wants to know, how did you feel upon learning of the drug test results? I, I was not surprised. I knew that they would find amphetamine from my prescription. Um, there was no... I wasn't shocked. I took my med- medical prescription every day like I'm supposed to right up, including the day of the show. So it it didn't surprise me um, that it came back. I just misunderstood and thought I would be able to uh, kind of appeal it with my uh, with providing my prescription, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Gotcha, gotcha. So there you have that, James. Um, this next one is from Linda, and she just wants your background in general on how you got started in competing and why you wanted to compete in natural shows since we haven't asked you that question yet. Okay, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I grew up playing sports. I played football, basketball, baseball, hockey. I come from a very athletic family. Um <clears throat> I my my dream was football. It was always football. Um, I grew up. That was my first love. I played Division two college football my freshman year, and actually started to notice um, some symptoms of issues regarding concussions. And I had met with my doctor, and he had told me that it was probably in my best interest to stop playing football due mm-hmm. to sustained concussions. So when that happened, uh, you know the. Com- competitor in me um, took over and I knew that there was no way that I would just, you know, fall off the wagon and stop being active and healthy and taking care of myself. So that was when I turned to bodybuilding and I've been learning every day. Um, I enjoy learning about the whole process. There's a lot more to it than I originally thought. And like I said, I've been wanting to do a show for a couple of years, but things just never really fell into place. It's a very big commitment so, um, yeah, I just I, I turned to it after I had to give up football, and I think that everything happens for a reason, so I'm just embracing it, and I hope to do it for, you know, as long as I can, as long as I'm healthy. Well, and there you have it. So, um, and, you know, a, a year is a light, I mean, I know it sucks, so forgive me if I sound like I'm trying to make light of the situation. I'm not. I'm actually trying to talk silver lining here, but... Um, a year in light of the varying suspensions that are there, so one year, three year, lifetime, um, 
you know, could be considered as a um, as just a longer improvement season, I guess, um, while you are, you know, because you're still going to be training. You said yourself you're dedicated to the sport of natural bodybuilding and the natural community. So I, I'm taking those comments at face value and assume that you're still in the gym, you're still working hard, and you have plans to compete again in the future. Yes, absolutely. This whole situation is, although frustrating, I've kind of turned that into um, motivation in the gym more than ever. Um, You know, I look at this as it definitely sucks, but like you said, it's a year to get better and just think about stepping on stage again. And I guess, um, like I said, I believe everything happens for a reason, so I'm hoping that this whole situation is just some blessing in disguise for me. So I'm just looking forward to uh, to coming back. And, yeah, I've been in the gym six days a week, just like I always have, just training and, and you know, looking forward to my next show. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there's a, oh, go ahead, No, Jackie. no, there's, there's a lot that goes on in, in, in these situations. And the mental aspect is what most of our listeners are trying to get to because, you know, most of the time, like Des said, and, and most of us that have been in the sport for a long time are used to, and I, I know and, uh, Andrea Castillo was always one of the people, whenever there was a suspension and it, it had been listed, was asking, what was the product? What's going on? And why can't you list it if it's something you are truly sincere about not knowing you had taken or the harmful effects it would have? And how do you basically justify not sharing the information so no one else fails? And so basically their whole excuse would fall apart just off of that, that question alone. And then it became a whole bunch of BS and backdoor shenanigans for the rest of that competitor's time. And they always would talk lawsuits. They would always talk about something else. But at the end of the day, they knew what they were doing. They were just hoping that the organization and the promoter would just not dig deep enough or delve deep enough to find the error. And, you know, it, it hurts the industry. It's a very selfish uh, place to be. But like I said, you're not coming from that aspect it, 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 by any means, and the, and the listeners are really catching the drift of that. And uh, I think uh, our foreknowledge of what we were sharing and, you know, what you have done has basically given an understanding of just how sincere you were. So, I mean, sincere you are. So please uh, share with us that moment of uh, knowing what had happened and then, you know, how you went about uh, your day in life with the understanding that this was going to be part of it. Um, it's my, I definitely got sick to my stomach when I, when I found out that it would be a full year off. Um, not being able mm. to compete because I had hoped to compete in September um, at the Michigan State Championships. But as the days went on, it, it got easier because there's things in your life that you can't control, and th- there wasn't really anything I could do about it. Like I said, I, I sent in a letter um, trying to explain my situation, almost like an appeal, but I didn't have a whole lot of hope for that. It was just kind of a shot in the dark. I figured it couldn't hurt. Um, but 
as the days go on, you realize that you can't control it. And if there's nothing I can do to get on stage faster than the one year mark. So all I can do from here on out is just make sure that I'm better this year than I was last year, or excuse me, this coming year um, than I, than I was this year. But I also am going to take every precaution to make sure that I don't run into this situation again. And I would not want to wish this situation upon anybody um, because anybody else who is serious about bodybuilding knows the, you know, the dedication and the time and the money and the sacrifices you make. And to have that taken away for a full year, um, it, it was really eye-opening. But I'm just taking this as, as a step. Um, it's a step backwards, but, you know, I, I hope to move forward from it. So every single day I'm just in the gym, you know, headphones in in my own world, just thinking about being on stage next time. Well, and I, you know, I know you just said it feels like it's a step backwards, but I have um, followed some of the comments from the initial announcement that came out. And, you know, if nothing else, I saw there was one athlete that had also said he was taking Adderall and wouldn't have known what he needed to do had your story not come out. So that's at least one athlete you have helped to positively impact Um by the very nature of how you responded to the situation and just being open and honest about it and just letting people know what's what. I mean, and that's why it's so important. And I know that's why Kaylin and I felt it was important to have you on this show. Um, And not that we wouldn't have had other athletes who um, had a positive drug test on the show, but (laughs) you were willing. And I applaud you for that because I know that there are others out there that are listening that are going to benefit from this as well. So, you know, it it is making a difference. It might not feel like it for you personally right now, but your story is making a difference for others. So I I do appreciate that. And this is from Bill, and he said, kudos to him for giving back the awards. That speaks volume. And it's my understanding you did that without any prompting from – you know, the promoter of the show or the organization, you just felt like that was something that you wanted to do. I mean, is that, I mean, as soon as you got over the stomach ache and the realization just hit you of what the situation you were dealing with, I mean, was that like one of the next thoughts in your head was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, quote unquote, make this right with the person who would have been, who would have received this had I not competed. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, um, like I said before, you know, it's an unfortunate situation, but I would feel wrong about it just hanging on to the the trophy and the medal for the two different um, categories that I competed in um, rather than giving it to the people who won them or should have won them anyways. But, yeah, nobody asked me to do it. I just kind of, you know, thought that it it was the right thing to do deep down and I would I would just feel guilty and wrong if I were to just hang on to these um the trophy and the medal so it uh it makes me feel good that I can get those to the athletes who earn them and you know the situation's unfortunate but I kind of want to just move on from it and I think that's a big step into into moving on from it as well yeah 
Well, I'm going to share uh, something. It was it, it was an awkward moment in my life, and you know, I, I worked at a job uh, on the casinos down south in Mississippi, and I was from Illinois, of course. So basically, I had driven down there, and that was my only means of transportation. And at I used to be an avid runner all the time, running everywhere. And I used to park on the highway and just run the mile markers and have the time of my life doing so. But then there was an occasion where the timing belt on my car broke and I was stranded and I had to push the car all the way to a way station. And, I mean, I was exhausted. So, basically, after that, my life had become a nightmare because I'm down in a state that I didn't have any relatives or friends or anything. And so it was just a nightmare getting to work, getting back home. You know, everything was just out of sorts. And so I had to get alone, had to get all this stuff together and try to get my life back together. In that process, it it seemed like I was just going from one bad scenario to another. So finally when I got some good news, which is basically the car had a recall part, which was the one timing belt that broke, and I would be refunded all that money. And I was so elated at work. I did cartwheels, jumping jacks, and basically a backflip. And everyone that saw it said, the dude's high on drugs, drugs, and so I got drug tested. And I was so embarrassed because no matter what I did at work, Everyone had this understanding that I was on something, and no matter what I did, he's probably just smiling because he's high. Even when the test results come back negative, at that uh, that rumor and the gossip had stayed around. So you know, just just a heads up for what you might have to deal with in the future. But you'll have uh, you know a leaf for sure in, in in your corner, and as well as Dad and I, to basically defend your reputation. But, you know, just a heads up that this might be a lingering and lasting effect from what has happened. But please don't let it take away from the joy of your day or your life because, you know, things happen. And either we're strengthened from it or we're destroyed by it. And I can tell you that it that moment was very embarrassing for me because they didn't know what was going on in my head. But Honestly, they didn't have to. The only thing is I had to live with what I had done. Granted, I probably could have done things a little bit better, but, hey, I can live with what was going on because I know my intent, and I'm sure you can say the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have – I know, you know, my close friends, my family, they all know that I've never – I didn't try to beat the test. I didn't try to – hide anything I didn't try you know I would never try to cheat I I wouldn't let myself win a show whether my test came back positive or negative I wouldn't you know be able to sleep at night winning a show a natural show if I was taking some sort of you know enhancing drugs so it just my close friends and, and their opinion my family you know my friends everybody at the gym um, who supports me that that's what's important to me. I know that, you know, people who don't know the situation are going to judge. It's very easy to judge. Um, just even if you read the post and you don't, you know, read to the bottom of it where I talked about my, my prescription, um, it's easy. People just make snap judgments. So I, I'm aware yeah. that I'm going to have, 
I'm going to have, um, you know, people second-guessing me, but it, it really doesn't bother me. All right. Very good. So I'm I'm going to move us in a little bit different direction here. So unless listeners out there, you have any questions, I feel like, I feel like we've kind of covered this, and I'm, I'm good with where we are with it. So my question is, you competed, you did well, but obviously you're already looking towards the future. And I know you probably had to have walked off that stage with some things that you wanted to work on to improve on for future shows. So can you share with us some of those things you were looking to continue to, you know, work on to beat the guy who was already on stage, meaning you, the next time you stepped on stage again? Um, my two biggest things that I know I need to work on are my posing. Um, that was my first show, and I felt like I practiced very well, but there's definitely a lot of improvement to be made in the classic you know, physique poses, um, being more fluid on stage, just stage presence in general. And then I need to strengthen my legs. That's one thing that I need to get caught up to my upper body is my lower body. So that's a big focus in this off season. Um, and that's going to be something hopefully that I can put a lot of size on, you know, in the time that I'm suspended here. So just my posing and my legs, those are my two big ones. Yes. And then, and then I was at that, uh, that show, Elijah, you probably don't re- uh, remember me, but um, one of the you, you've got a lot of potential, so you don't have to worry about you know how you could do in the sport. You, you, obviously, you, you you did well, but um, you've got a lot of potential, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing you next time on stage, and it, it's uh, it's going to be an honor to see your return. Um, with that in the future, you know, looking ahead, how do you see where you're going? And, you know, what is your, you know, basically five-year plan for natural bodybuilding and how it can be improved? Um, obviously, my first step is just getting past the situation, um, just moving on and um, getting everything figured out for my next competition with the therapeutic um, exemption. And then I would say my five-year plan, I guess, is just to compete in bigger shows. Um, like I said, I had hoped to do the Michigan State Championship this fall. But in five years, uh, I know it's a big claim, but I would like to go to the Natural Mr. Olympia. That's obviously my end goal. That would be my, you know, my, my big dream from this whole thing. Whether it happens in five years, ten years, is yet to be seen. But if I had to say one big, you know, five-year goal, that's in the back of my mind every time I'm working out is, is being on that, you know, natural Mr. Olympia stage. All right. Very cool. And that's a lofty goal. And then once you hit that goal, then you should travel around to other countries. I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> you yeah, know I'm yeah, a fan absolutely. of international competitions, folks. Yes. All right. All right. So, I mean, if we're talking five-year plan, let me, let me help a brother out. I'll throw some ideas out there. All right, here's a question for you, um, Elijah, from mm-hmm. one of our listeners. It says uh, he, you clearly will be a contender at the next level in classic physique, but have you ever considered bodybuilding? I have considered bodybuilding. Um, like I said, 
my proportion is off right now for that, mm-hmm. and I don't think that I have the size overall to oh, compete on the pro stage as a body as in the bodybuilding you know division. Well, I that may or may not be true at this point. I mean, amateurs got to start. I mean, you got to be an amateur before you're a pro. So if you're if you feel your symmetry is off and you want to work on that before you step on a bodybuilding stage, then I say, hey, more power to you. Um, that's just one more goal for you to take a look at. Um, but to me, you know, classic physique and bodybuilding are so stinking close when it comes to body type. Um, it really, to me, it's really the posing that um, differentiate. And, and, and I know, given that the difference in the poses, I'm sure that, you know, size makes a difference in how you're able to carry those poses off. But really, if somebody out there wants to school me and tell me the major difference other than the posing of classic physique and bodybuilding, and no, I have not read everyone's criteria out there, so yes, I know I can do that. But, hey, I'm, we're having a conversation here. Let me know. Let me know what that difference is. And, you know, we can debate that on another show. But I'm, I'm, I'm really just wanting to know thoughts out there. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> Kaylin, what have you got? Um, he, he's a big boy. I just say it like that. And uh, <laughs> he could go on, on, on the bodybuilding stage for sure. And when, when you talk about the size, I think, uh, and I like it, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Most uh, competitors are, are body dysmorphic. We never see ourselves truly as the world sees us. We either have an overinflated ego or an underinflated humbleness. And it sounds like you you're you have the underinflated yeah, humbleness because you've got some size on stage there, young fella. And uh, I don't think you have to worry about that in on on any stage with any other athlete. Because the best thing about natural bodybuilding is we can take our own unique look to stage, and as long as it's proportional to our physique, then we will do well. And uh, so keep that in mind when you're thinking, you know, future goals five years down the road. But also understand that uh, we never see ourselves the way reality actually portrays it. So just keep that in mind, and uh, I'll let you speak on that for, from your point of view. Well, I, I I do appreciate that, and I I do agree that you know a lot of athletes they're always looking for room for improvement, which it, which is good. Um, but like you're saying, this could be hindering um, future successes in a different category. So it is something that I'll look into for sure. Um, moving forward, um, I'll meet with my trainer absolutely, and and we'll talk about you know, what, what, what the next step is, um, whether I should continue in the classic physique or switch over to the bodybuilding. Um, yeah, the poses are certainly different, but I'm early yeah. on enough where I feel as though I could convert over without too much of an issue. Well, there you have it. Now, on a totally unrelated note, I was lurking on your Facebook page, and I see that uh, you're a turkey hunter. And if you ever yes. need a world-class taxidermist, 
I happen to oh know Oh, my one. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> which is my husband, which is why it's funny. So that's why. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Woo! You can say, oh, my goodness, but you know what? For all of the uh, snickerdoodle, snickerfoodle um, snippets that you continually sneak in, I can throw that plug oh, out bro. there. I can do that. <laughs> That's right. For lactose intolerant people, bone broth protein is a viable alternative. All right? But if you have no yes, trouble ma'am. with whey, P for P is the only way to go. Snickerdoodle, chocolate, birthday the cake, whatever flavor it is you want, the only way. Hashtag W H E Y. You know, Elijah, I'm sorry you had to live through that. <laughs> <laughs> that just no, happens okay. sometimes. <laughs> that that just happens sometimes. You know, <laughs> between Kayla and I, you just never know what is going to roll out there. So with all that being said, I think um I think we're at a good spot tonight. Guys, go ahead and check out yes. the P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page. I posted a link about um WADA's therapeutic exemption requirements and information. So if you are looking for more information in that area, you can check that out over there and uh, or go to the WADA website, whichever whichever way you want to access that. But do that and email the organization head. If you don't know who the organization head is for the organization you're competing under, email your promoter and they can find out for you who the head is because they should yeah. know. <laughs> they had to become a promoter somehow. So they're talking to somebody. But uh, start that conversation, as Elijah said, sooner than later. Um, And don't let this young man's misfortune go wasted. If you are on a prescription, you're a natural athlete, um, and you're not sure what you should be doing to make sure that you don't get caught in the same predicament, start talking to someone. That's the whole reason we have shows like that. And with that being said, Elijah, thanks so much for just, joining us and uh, just sharing and for being transparent with everything that's happened. I mean, I think that out of all of this has been a blessing to lots of athletes and, you know, they, if they don't tell you, thank you personally, I just want to say thank you on behalf of all the folks that I already know that this has helped. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yep, so we look forward to seeing you again on a stage in whatever category you feel that uh, you're most ready for, and uh, just keep knocking it out, dude. So uh, take care, best of everything to you, and we hope to see you in 2020. So that, I mean, I'm encouraged. I am encouraged. Yes. You know, there are there there's a couple things that, we didn't touch base on one of them being he had referenced there was another athlete in the show or was he just using that as an example I guess I should have got clarification that got caught for a prescription diuretic and a masking unit and got caught Mm -hmm. I think this is a real deal and received the same suspension so again just pointing out not only did Elijah get caught for his prescription but the person who was actually purposely trying to cheat also still got caught while using a masking agent. Now that folks is going out of your way to cheat. 
Why are you yes. in a natural show? You know, I mean, there's no, there's no mistaking that. You know you were taking a masking agent. You took it on purpose to cover up what you shouldn't have been taking in the first place. Why do that? Yeah. <sighs> it's the and same it, rhetorical it, it, question we ask every time. It's selfishness at its, at, at its greatest. Um, while we have time, once again, I, I just, I'm going to put this information out there. We've had another uh, death um, related from mm-hmm. in a large part from steroid use. And once again, everyone is basically downplaying the drug abuse and basically saddened by this man's sudden departure from life. If we abuse drugs, if we abuse our bodies, the end result is an untimely death. Untimely meaning it's not planned. Guys, you know, aside from getting on stage and competing, we're also putting our lives at risk when we abuse our bodies. We have, when we abuse our health, uh, this is someone that was one of the local celebrities. I've known him for years, and it, it's it's truly a sad point to know that he's leaving behind children that definitely weren't expected. Uh, you know, granted, the children have grown. They've been around for a while. But uh, it's still a sudden, you know, shock to the system to watch your dad pass away when everything seemed uh, okay on the outside. I mean, we, we, we have internal organs, and they have to cope with everything we put in it, and we're 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 taking such a a nonchalant stance by not being more outspoken. So you know, the more the natural industry grows, the easier it is for people to understand what a natural physique can look like without the assistance of drugs. <clears throat> so that's a definite plus for having natural competition. But also, you can see good health sustained year after year after year, decade after decade after decade. So it's it's something we should be looking more into and, you know, not downplaying this, this man's death. I knew him personally, so I'm not saying, you know, that his life had no meaning. It, he, he abused drugs, and, you know, the, the result is that his life has been mm-hmm. taken sooner than expected. So... I don't, uh, I just don't understand how we can just shovel that information to the side like this is all well and fine. If someone's abusing heroin, we have interventions. If someone's abusing cocaine, we have interventions. If someone's abusing uh, pharmaceutical drugs, we have interventions. And yet for some reason, when it comes to steroids and HGH, the free pass is given. And these people are dying just as just as easily as the ones who have uh, abused the other forms of drugs. Mm. And, you know, for me, if you want to talk about great genetics, I'm always amazed at the people that can abuse their bodies as long as they do and live as long as they, they do. So, you know, to me, that's great genetics. If somebody can uh, lift a weight and their body reacts, I'd say then uh, that's good hard work. But if you can basically abuse drugs and do it for decades, I'm quite impressed as well. So there's, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not really on point with what the show was about, but this is something that just uh, bothers me to no end, and I don't see anyone being more outspoken 
about the, the abuse to our bodies when it comes to uh, enhancements and, and all those other things. Nope. I do appreciate you sharing, Kayla. I mean, I know we do get some, some feedback from time to time that our listeners think we harp on this issue too much or too long on a given show, but you know, when people are dying, I, I don't know if you can if you can harp on it enough. I mean, it's not our intent to only talk about, um, you know, how dangerous steroids can be, even though you hear plenty of people out there who tell you, you they're taking them safely. Well, this person who passed away, he thought he was taking them safely too. So just keep that yes. in mind, folks. Just keep that in mind. Um because you always think, we always think it's not going to be us. Well, <laughs> it could be. And and it's just that simple. So I guess bear with us. Um, you know, just very passionate about this topic. We try to be as diverse with the people and the topics that we cover. But as long as there are people who are passing away too early from an enlarged heart, from liver issues, whatever it is, that were complications of the drugs that they were taking, a.k.a. steroids, we're going to continue to raise a voice to it. And that's just kind of how yeah. it is. So, And, Kaylin, I know you knew this person, so, again, yet I'm sorry that yet um, there's another loss in your circle. Yes. Now we're up to 25. Hmm. And, you know, with the the willingness of people to just continue to basically set aside the understanding that this is not a natural death, I mean, no pun intended, no pun intended at all. Um, It's just that we seem to just give that free pass to, to drug abuse on the level of enhanced physiques because they are appealing to the eye, I guess, but when you think of the damage that's done to your life, mentally and physically, I'm just amazed that we have no, 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 I mean, just nothing that seems to come from this other than, you know, like I was saying, he taught people how to take drugs and they are cheering him on for doing so. So is he, are they cheering that he showed them the way to keep living with the drug abuse or are we just, totally ignorant of the understanding that we are killing ourselves and someone's showing us the best way to go about it over a duration of years instead of basically a one-year deal. So with that being said, I don't know, there's no good way to transition. So folks, please pray for all of these families and pray for us and just pray for the longevity of this show and that much like Elijah's message, we just pray that this message is getting out there and it's positively impacting another athlete's life. So on behalf of Elijah Weather, Weber, I'm sorry, Kaylin Patterson, myself, the boys from P4P Muscle, folks, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Correctly. <laughs>